Hello and welcome to episode number 23 of HearthCast, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player with your host, Root. And Freckleface. In this episode, we're going to talk about scams for your gold and how to avoid them. Mm. We're also going to go over our add-on of the week, Root's auction house tip, Yay. adopt a pet, and we'll throw in some shenanigans Some shenanigans. At the end. Because the shenanigans are that much fun. They are. They really are fun. We'd like to say hello to our guildmates over on Gorgonosh and the ones over on Whisperwind. Uh, those who are left on Gorgonosh who are just hanging out. Some of them are coming over to Whisperwind. A lot of them are coming over I've to Whisperwind. I've seen more every week. And, you know, the really good ones are. Of course. Which means the really bad ones are staying. Of now, course. Root's still over there. Root's got to get, i got to move him. I'm going to do that for Christmas. That's one of my Christmas presents to myself. So I'll be moving him over. And, uh, of course, Cannon Face wants him over there sooner. Well, I can't face can wait. So, but I'm, I'm gonna, gonna try. I'm gonna load you up with some of my perfume bottles, make you carry 20 stacks of those. Uh, that means I'm coming over smelling good. Exactly. You know that's that's a good thing. So, hey, as always, guys, you can visit our website at www.hearthcast.com. Our email address, should you wish to contribute to the show, is contribute at hearthcast.com. You can always find our show on iTunes. Just search for Wow or Hearthcast or Auction House Tips or Gold Making Tips. We're there. Uh, you can please, if you wish to contribute verbally to our show, call our ACN hotline. Go straight to voicemail, 321-558-7637. Leave us a voicemail there, and we'll get that into the show. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash hearthcast. So, hey, Freckleface, what's up with you this week in the world of Warcraft? Well, I've been trying my hand at inscription just to uh, see what that's all about. Been uh, sinking all my money into it. And right. by all, I mean I still have the same amount of money because I'm spending what I earn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but it's going to be interesting because the Dark Moon Fair is coming up. All right. And, you know, inscriptionists can make Dark Moon Fair cards. I so see. So I'm very curious to see how that will turn out. I didn't know they could do that, so that's cool. Because my tune that I had that did inscription didn't get very far. Well, I've gotten up to about uh, 3.30. Now, are you doing herbalism with it, too? Yes, I had herbalism and skinning, and I decided skinning was a little bit boring, and there's you know, a huge limit to what you can do with it, obviously. Mm. Burian leather goes for about 40 silver per piece of leather, and then you get... Every once in a while, you get an arctic fur, which sells for about 50 gold. But that's right. about it. You know, two things. I was like, you know, that's kind of boring. The thing I liked about something else. when I was a skinner, well, Root is a skinner, but what I like about him is if I'm in an area and I'm killing things that can be skinned, then I'm kind of like destroying evidence that I was there. Because one of the things I do like, if I'm like running around and I see a bunch of carcasses, you know then I know there. someone's there. And if I can skin one, then they're, they're you know, they've been there, they've gone, they haven't been there in a while. But if I can't skin it, I know they're still around. And so I go look around, especially if my little horde meter thing goes off, my threat meter goes off, then I know they're around, and then I can go gank them. You know, that really bothers me when people would um, kill animals that could be skinned and not loot it so that you can't skin them. Yeah. That bothers yeah, me. Yeah, that bothers me. Well, you can do it after a while. But the other thing I like is that, like being a skinner, a lot of times if you get, you know, you just follow somebody around and is killing stuff, they can loot, you get to skin it. Yeah. And it's kind of nice. You clean up after them, so to speak. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's cool. That uh, you doing anything else? Like you finish any quests, get any rep, any more achievements? Well, my strategy now for um, for what I'm doing with my mage is, you know, we're doing 
instances and raids with the guild when we have a chance. Um, when I'm doing solo stuff, however, I'm trying to finish all the quests in Northrend. Okay. And the reason why I'm doing that is because, you know, for one thing, get an achievement for getting a certain amount of quests. Um, the other thing is it increases your rep for certain factions, so it kind of cuts down your grinding. And the gold that you get for being a level 80 and completing the quest, I mean, it adds up. Sure it does. And I'd rather do that than do dailies at this point because dailies gets very repetitive. And then you feel like, you know, you're obligated to do a certain amount per day. Mm. Whereas if you're questing, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how long it takes you to do it. Right, you're still questing. So, you know, speaking about achievements and stuff and whatnot, did you see the, the, the article this week about the guy in Taiwan who quote-unquote beat WoW because he's done all the quests and all the achievements? I saw that. That just baffles for, me. For our listeners who haven't, um, you check the newsletter this week. We'll put out the article in there. Or just Google it. Either one. You're just a guy who beats WoW. But he spent like an unheard of amount of time. And you can just tell by his stats. By the way, the uh, you can't go to his armory right now. They have actually have it locked. I guess he was getting too much traffic to it. But wow. his yeah his his profile was locked the other day. He can't couldn't load it up. But um, it seems like he was just dedicated to doing that because like a lot of his other stats, like how many times he talked to people and everything else, were very very low. Um, but then again, like they said, like he 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 like LOL'd one time. But I don't know if LOL is the same in Taiwan as it is here, or if they actually know. translate it to whatever whatever the equivalent of I mean LOL is in in Taiwan. I don't know, but you know what? There are. R-O-R? <laughs> Raphael Raud? There are single achievements that I just look at and think, man, someone must have a lot of time on their hand just to do that one thing. For right. example, like there's arena achievements for, you know, being, have a ranking of 2,000 and winning 10 straight matches in a row. It's like, how well geared do you have to be to do that? Uber geared. Plus Uber. to do all the raids. Plus to do, get your reputation to exalt it with all those stupid little factions like... You know, Timber My Hold and the I like Kurnai. those guys. I, I mean, I like them, but I would never sit there and grind to Exalted for one of them. And right. think about it, it has to be Exalted with all of them. Yeah, it's a lot of time. Some people have a lot of time on their hands. Other people don't. Apparently they do. But that would have to be literally all he does. Right. Like sleep. Absolutely. That's, that's probably, it. Probably barely sleeps. Right. Has his food delivered to him in front of the computer. Food, and then you're just playing well. And he probably has one it. of those little bathroom buddies with him. Yeah. I mean, even if you even if you decide, okay, wow is my job, and you spend about 40 hours a week on it. You still can't. No, no it's you not, can't do it. I tried that. would that, have so. to be the only thing that you did. That'd be crazy. It's crazy. I'm baffled. So the guy, I don't know whether to just, like, you know, think he's my hero or feel sorry for him. A little bit of both. Yeah. So speaking about being baffled, we do have a question in our email bag this week uh, from Pibbles over on Gorgonash. You should come to Whisperwind, by the way. Um, it says, do you still need to attune for any raids these days, such as Ani, Nax, MC, AQ? Uh, Pibbles said they run as a solo player, but sometimes they need to run raids, but I'm unsure if I need to attune for any. I don't belong to a guild, so when I ask on the trade channel, I get mixed answers. Before we answer that question, number one, you're asking in the wrong place. <laughs> um, trade channel is for either trading or, or Chuck Norris jokes. <laughs> Other than that, it's not you, – you're not – I mean, basically, there are a lot of, of – on that, you're going to get a lot of mixed answers because most people won't give a straight answer on trade chat simply because it's trade chat. But I think 
Freckle Face, we have an answer for this. Okay, well, if you look in, a, there's a WoW Wiki article about raid attunement. And basically, it, you know, it tells you that the old world raids don't need an attunement. They just might need an attunement to be able to go in the back door, you know, take the shortcut. Um, for the Outland raids, it no longer needs um, an attunement to get in. But for Heroic Mode, you have to get honor with the faction that purchased the key. Um, and for Karazhan, you know, they took that out where everyone has to be attuned to that, and now only one person has to be attuned. Now for Northrend, there isn't an actual attunement required. But the reason why you might have gotten mixed answers is because just because you don't have to be quote attuned doesn't mean you can get into a group for it right off the bat as soon as you turn 80. And the reason is is because every time they add new end content it's harder than than the previous end content. And you almost have to get geared you know pretty solidly with gear from the Array that's a step below it before you can progress. Okay. So is there like a progression that a lot of guilds do? Yeah. I mean, a lot of guilds will start with like next, you know, run that for a while, then progress up to, you know, EOE, OS, Old War, and then do an XDM. Gotcha. And the reason why they do this is because, you know, the bosses are so hard, it just, it takes everyone in the group, you know, a certain amount of, you know, whether it's DPS healing or tanking. Everyone has to pull their weight, or else it won't, or else it won't happen. And when you are a pug and you're trying to get into a group, you know they're going to analyze, you know, your achievements, your gear score, uh, your DPS if you're a DPS, you know, all that stuff. You know, I mean, they'll they analyze you up you down, and like guilds have their own requirements for whether or not they'll take you. Right. So it's not always easy to get into a pug for that. Um, but, you know, we always suggest belonging to a guild because it's just the easiest way to get anything done. Because even if you are, you know, maybe slightly undergeared for something, if you have good players, they can probably pull you through and help you get geared. Now, a lot of this might change with 3.3 um, in the new pug bonuses and everything else that they're going to do, making pickup groups a lot easier and beneficial to get into. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of times what you get is, you know, you want to go run, run one of these raids and the first thing that happens is people want to inspect your gear to decide if they want to take you, you know, with their group or not. And that simply is one of those things where, you know, a lot of times, even if it's a short raid, it's not an hour-long thing. If it's in a shorter raid, people want to make sure that it's going to be well worth their time to go into the thing. But with the new uh, group mechanism that they're coming out with, you know, you're going to be getting in pickup groups with members who aren't even on your same server. So it's going to be rather interesting. Right, and what's going to be interesting with that is the pugging for the rating, it's going to limit you what you can queue for based on your gear. So now, now all of a sudden everyone has the same standard of, you know, you know how well geared you are. You know what you, you can feasibly do and what you feasibly can't do. She's not going to be able to scam anybody. I'm sure people always find a way to scam others. Speaking of scamming, by the way, Pibbles, thank you for that email. That was uh, really nice of you to send that in. And, uh, hey, look us up on Gorgonash. Well, you might. Well, I'm still there. Freckleface is still there. We haven't moved Freckleface off there yet, have you? Not yet. Not yet. So Root and Freckleface still live on Gorgonash. It's nice to see someone from the server uh, actually you know, tuning in and listening and contributing to the show. So we appreciate you for that. But we're going to talk about some scams. And this last week we talked about scams on the outside, like trying to people trying to fool you into getting access to your account. This week we're talking about scams that actually happen inside the game of the World of Warcraft. 
um, people trying to do devious things in game. So a lot of things, Freckleface, that people always get confused about is as soon as you th they, they think scam, the first thing they think about is auction house. And you know that a lot of my tips, you know, a lot of people would say that I'm scamming them because of what I do and some of the things that I do on the auction house. So what, what's the difference on those two? Well, the difference is the auction house, all it is, is you're saying, I have this item, this is what I want for it. And all the players who come up, they can take that or leave it. What we consider a scam is when there is a deception involved. Okay. In that, you know, you're saying something that misleads the other person when they might not make the same decision if they had all the facts. So if I were to tell somebody that, for instance, that by buying my ice-cold milk, it'll give them, it'll make them run faster. Exactly. Then that's, you know, we'd say that's something like a scam. So that could be a scam. That could be considered a scam. But if I, if I put up a ice-cold milk for 10 gold and someone buys it, even though they can get it from the vendor for, you know, a couple silver, that's not a scam. No, it's not. And people might, you know, say, hey, you know, it's not fair, but... That's really up to the player to find out that information that, yes, you can get it from a vendor. And they chose to get it from the auction house. So that was your price. They accepted it. That's not a scam. Now, what about if I list something on the auction house um, for 30 gold, log out, log back in with another character, jump into trade chat, and tell someone I want to buy it for 40 gold? Well, that is actually kind of a common scam. Okay. Cause, um, you know, because, Bree, you told us how sometimes you'll buy out an item and list it at a higher price higher than the market value. Correct. But what some people do is take it a step farther, get on an alt, and say they want to buy that item for higher. So then the you know, the other player might think, hey, that's a good deal because make myself make myself, make ten, myself gold. Ten, ten gold. But the trick is that the person refuses to buy it from them for forty gold. Right. After they've already bought it at the auction house. Or they say, No thanks, I already bought it. Exactly. You're so then you you force the person to buy your item at that high rate. Right, and that would be technically a scam. That would be. So how do you prevent something like that from happening? That's a tough one, I think. That is a tough one, and you just kind of had to use your common sense because um, in any transaction, it's the same thing, you know, out in the real world. You have to go, okay, what what are they getting out of it? And you think, why would someone be in trade chat and you know, not want to want to buy something for higher than the auction house price. Right, and that happens a lot, by the way. Now, I, you know, that's something where you see a lot where someone says, I want to buy whatever, a stack of gold, doesn't matter. Well, that's not a good example. Uh, Berean leather. And they want to buy a stack, and they want to pay 10 more gold than it's on the auction house. And you go in the auction house, you go, wow, there's all these auctions in here. And you go, oh, let me buy this and go sell it to the guy for an extra 10 gold. People do that, or they try to do that all the time. But like Freckleface said, the first thing you have to do is ask why that person is sitting in trade chat. And I can tell you the answer they're going to tell you. What are they going to tell you? I'm in Dollaran. Or I'm in some city that doesn't have an auction house in it. And they very well could be. You know, you'll see the person, where they are, what their location is. And they could very well be in that location and not have access to an auction house and want this stuff immediately. But, yeah, 9 out of 10 times, it ain't right. Right. And usually when someone... Um, when they go to ask and trade chat for something that is in the auction house, they want it for a lower price. Right. Because they know the seller is going to save that time. They're going to save that auction house cut and save the deposit fee. So they know that people might be willing to make an immediate trade for lower. 
Right. So that's that's a tough one. That's a tough one. What are some other things that people claim do, you know, like like I make my, my milk buff makes you run faster? Right. Or, Along with the milk, there's a few items that are kind of vague on what they actually do. Okay. And I know we've talked about the Orb of Deception a few times. That one goes for a high price. It does. And what's it actually do? What it actually does is it transforms your look to be like some of the opposite, someone of the opposite faction. Now, that what that's based off of is your gender and your race. Okay. And it's always the same every time you use it. It's not random. Gotcha. I have it on both my gnome and my draina. My gnome always turns into a tauren. The tauren that she turns into, you know, wears the same outfit every time and doesn't show any of my gear. It's always just the appearance. Now, do you appear to the other faction as red or green or, you know? It's you... the same. It's, I mean, you're always hostile to the other faction. Okay. So it's just the way you look. And actually in PvP, you know, it may confuse someone if they're kind of looking at you, but they'll usually just kill you for that they get a chance to. <laughs> um, you can actually go on Wowhead and look at and you can see screenshots of what the Orb of Deception does and the little correlation. Um, the reason I bought this item... On my drain eye, uh, but before I used it, I went and looked that up, and I liked the way the blood elf female looked. Okay. That sounded cool. Up. I was like, all right, I'll use that. You know, something different than when my gnome used it. So how do people try to scam on that one? Well, like you said, I mean, they might say, hey, you know, you can hide from win them. in PvP. You can go into, you know, Ogremar or Stormwind and not get attacked by the guards. Right. Um, so trying to make it sound like it's actually going to, benefit you in the game and you know that's kind of scam gotcha what about some other stuff well my other favorite item used to get when i on my rogue pickpocket people i get the lucky charm okay and people try to tell you that if you carry that in your bags you'll get better loot and that's not true no it's not true i mean how can you know an item do that well because it's an item right because it's an item um but it doesn't work, but it's, some, it's, the, it's such a vague progr- promise that when you say that, people can't prove or disprove it immediately. Um, so people might try to tell you that. So they automatically think just based on that name that it's something that they should definitely have. Yeah. Gotcha. The other big one is uh, cash on demand. Okay, that's the COD mail. The COD mail. How's that a scam? Well, obviously, if you send unsolicited COD for any reason... Right. I consider that a scam. Yeah. And but what people will do is take an extra step and they will make their name sound like an NPC. Mm. And try to make it sound like they'll get benefits from accepting this mail, like they need to send in ten gold to get blah blah blah. And it's the NPC telling them that. Oh, like they, they could write in a, a letter to somebody and said, Hi, this is your cousin Vinny. And uh in order for me to release these funds to you because you you're coming to an inheritance so in order for me it's like the nigerian scam in order for me to re, you know release these funds i need the extra 10 gold so i can pay off the the one one guy so he can release the funds and you'll get a million gold oh yeah, it's very similar to that that's interesting yeah and you remember how we talked about last week about you know maybe someone says in the forums that i have trouble with the quest right and someone taking advantage of that you know someone could even take advantage of that in game and pretend to be an NPC from that quest and send them a mail saying, you know, here's the next step to complete this quest, you know, give me 10 gold. Interesting. That's a scam. I like that. Um, I've only had that happen to me once, but I ignored it, thankfully. Now, what about if you're buying something from somebody 
um, and they ask, you know, like, I'm going to buy a stack of Berean Tundra leather, Berean leather from somebody, and uh, they send it to me gift-wrapped. Uh, that's a bad thing, too. Why is that a bad thing? Because you don't know what you're getting until you open it. Oh. Yeah. Well, I can just get my money back, right? Hopefully. I well, the gift wraps. Doubt it. Uh, well, if you get something that's gift wrapped, you have to know it's nothing that can be stacked. Okay. It's only you know a weapon or a piece of armor or something that's not soul bound, and is a unique type of item. So if I just if I tried to order a stack of something off somebody and it comes COD and it's gift wrapped, I know it's not a stack of something. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. That's good information right there. There you go. That's worth the amount that people paid for this podcast. <laughs> Getting their money's worth this week. <laughs> I don't know whether or not to be insulted or not. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, sometimes COD is acceptable, is it not? Well, like I said, when it's not unsolicited. Right. Because what, what a lot of players will do is they, if they have an item that they have a constant demand for, I mean, they'll set up a relationship with someone right. who supplies That's what it. I did say, a long time ago with my mining. Yeah. So, so anytime you have some of this, just, just COD send it, it COD, to me. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay, but if it's gift wrap, be buyer beware. Yeah. Don't so. don't open him as gift wrap with COD. Now there's some actual other like like close quarters scamming that goes on. Like if you're actually doing trades with people, and it kind of explained us that one because this one was very interesting to me. Okay, this one I actually found on a website from someone who said they used to do this and profit from it. What they would do is they wait for someone who is selling. Um, a high-priced item in trade chat. You know, meet up with them. Uh, let's say the item they wanted four fifty for it. Okay. They would um, put four fifty on the screen. You know, have them accept it, and then very surreptitiously remove the last digit, the zero. So now it's forty-five gold. Right, and hopefully, maybe the person would notice and hit OK anyways. And now they take that item and resell it for profit. But usually you have those two green, you know, you have to be green and green on both sides for the trade to go through. You do. Um, but if you're not paying attention. It, right. And this and this depends on the other person not paying attention because as soon as you accept something, the other person alters the trade in any way. Right. And then you have to click the green Then you again. have to accept it again. Yeah. Um, but the, that's the reason why they change the last digits hoping that, you know, it's something they might not see or might not notice. That's true. Um, but, you know, you guys, just remember, no one can take your gold, um, even though Root might want to make people think he does with his uh, slashy. That's a great thing to do. Yeah. Root has pickpocketed you for 10 gold. So if you see that, just know no one no one can actually take your gold. Um, and all the scenarios that we talked about, you know, they're not going to work unless, you know, you accept it. Now, one of the things that I don't like, and it is, it is a way I think of scamming, is ninja looting. I hate ninja looting. Now, for, for those people who don't know what ninja looting is, um, basically, if you have an item that you're looting, that the group is looting, and it's an, uh, you know, one of those, like a rare item, purple item pops up or something, and people come up to it and they go, you know what, it's need or greed. Mm-hmm. And I go, I could really use that uh, for my character. It's a cool ring or something. And I go, um, I, you know, I, I'm going to greed that. Because I, I really would like it, but I don't need it per se. So I'm gonna hit greed, and then the rest of the group continues to hit greed, 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 greed. The last person, if everybody else has hit greed on it, if they hit need, guess what? They get they it, get it. Uh-huh. because they've needed on it. Everybody else has greeted on it, so it goes on, on need uh, before greed, and now they win no matter what. So if everybody else has already agreed that they're going to greed on something. 
and the last person needs it, they're ninja looting. They have now taken away the actual chance of anybody else getting that item. Um, typically what you do is when you get into a scenario is um, people will say, okay, you know, if you're going to need, say you're going to need before you need it. Um, that way somebody else was thinking they could they could use it, but, you know, they weren't, you know, maybe on the fence. Because I do have a hard time still with, with hitting a need roll because I don't really, you know, when it comes down to it, do I really need it or is that just something <laughs> I could really, you know, I'd like to have? So it's hard for me to need. Even when everybody else in a group, like we're even if we're doing like a guild run, and they go, no, Root, you need you need to need that. I go, are you sure? Is it okay? You know, I just want to, you know. They go, no, stupid, need it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but then you get, like, we had that instance happen with that one uh, mage a long time ago with Randy in the group. Yeah. He was taking us through that one whatever instance it was. I think it was, it was. And, uh, Yeah, it was Pinnacle. And at the very last, he 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 ninjaed the boss. Anything. Right. It's like. Oh, that's annoying. So yeah, but you know, it's a. Hmm. Yeah, and what what I consider also to be ninjing is when the master looter, like if you have a raid, decides for some reason or another at the end that you weren't performing the way you should have. Right. And this happened you to don't you. Get loot. It did, and it bugs me because, you know, if the group kills, if they succeed in their goal, if they kill the boss you know, or whatever. That was a group effort. Even if one person maybe was kind of low on the GPS meter or they died yeah, but they, partway through it, they, they got still them contributed. There. Right. As a group, they still, you know, did what they set out to do. I think unless you specifically say, okay, if, you, if you're not doing X amount or if you make this mistake, you're not going to get loot. Right. We had a guy one time in, and I'm going to botch the name of the instance, but it's the one that ends with the tidal waves of lava. Oh, OS, or City of Sanctum. And, yeah. Yeah. And what this guy said at the very end of actually when we got in there is when he decided to say it, was that um, if anybody died from a lava wave, they didn't get a chance to loot on, on the boss. And he said that in the beginning? No, he waited till the very till we got right to that point right. to say it. Right. And he ticked a lot of people off. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're going to be that way... You know, we said this before a long time ago. You know, be upfront with what you're going to do in, in, in your in your raid. If you're if you're running an instance or you're running the dungeon, whatever. If you are that guy or person or gal or whatever, just you know, make your expectations known ahead of time. So don't. Yeah, that is that is a kind of that's. that's and then not you kind of cool. wonder, okay, because that pug was made up of, you know, half of his guild members and half of our guild members. You know, are they just coming up with an excuse to give the loot to? Which they probably members. are. Probably were. Now, last week I told you that I actually got scammed in the game once, and I made you wait. You did. I am dying to know what how you get scammed. I got scammed on a paid run. Okay. And what had happened, um, I was going to Scarlet Monastery, and I was looking to go through Scarlet Monastery for something. I believe, if I remember right, it had something to do with uh, my Warlock uh Oh, you're trying to do your quest to yeah, get your to, mount? To get my, yeah, to get yeah. my big old epic mount. And so I'm trying to find somebody. I mean, I'm, I remember trying to get it ready to go with the guild for a long time. And just I was I was greedy and ready to go and get it done. So I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm paying, I'm paying. I finally got a guy to give me a paid run. I'm like, awesome, that's great. We go to the first like room area. He runs around, collects everybody, kills him down. I'm like, this is going to be super cool. We get to the next room. He runs around, grabs everybody. And then tells me, okay, bye, thanks, and logs out. 
<laughs> and now everybody's aggroed. He's got the whole room aggroed, and I'm there going, yeah, great. How much did you pay him? It was like 20 gold. Did you give it to him up front? Yes. All of it? All of it. <laughs> because I'm thinking, you know, let's just get this over with real quick, you know. Sure. Yeah, and now I've learned you don't pay for it all up front. Um, you try, you know, you're not going to be able to tell somebody you're going to pay them at the end either because they're worried that you're going to scam them and get to the very end and then hearth out of there. Well, yeah, I mean, that's you have the same kind of conflict in any sort of service for a gold transaction. Well, you have the same issue come up when you're making a port for someone, when you're picking a lock, when you're signing guild charter. Um, anything, you know, crafting someone's materials for them and they're, they're tipping you. Uh Anything where you're kind of trusting the person to either pay you or to do their service. Right. You always kind of have that fear. Are they going to come through and they're into the bargain? Yep. But, I mean, that guy, I don't get that because why wouldn't he, if he was just going to take her money, why wouldn't he just take the 20 gold and log out? Why go all the way to the <laughs> monastery? Because I, I think it was the whole, you know, get the whole room aggroed, then he, he hearts out or whatever he did and leaves me there with a bunch of really mad mobs. With no chance of me doing anything to kill See, them all. So it's not just like mugging you. It's like mugging you and like pulling your pants down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the whole, let me add injury to insult. Yeah. And, uh, but you insult know. Insult to injury. No, it was the other way around. Okay. And, yeah, he'd already insulted me, then he injured me with the. <laughs> so, but you know, lesson learned. Um, I did stick with my guild for the run. I've not done a paid run since then. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I remember another paid run I had done. The guy was trying to tell me, hey, um, if the other guy asks, I charged you 50 gold. And it was only like a 10 gold run. But hey, if the other guy asks you how much you paid, it was 50 gold. I'm like, um, all right. And sure enough, in the middle of the thing, the other guy's like, hey, how much did you pay for this run? So I was like, uh, 50 gold? And he goes, really? I only paid 10. <laughs> and so he told the same thing to both of us. I'm like, but I don't know what that benefits. I mean, I still I got a, a run for 10 gold, and I still felt good about it. And I, I guess the other guy felt good because I didn't never told the other guy that I only paid 10 gold. So maybe he felt better about his run. I don't know. but I don't know. It was, uh, it was pretty funny. And that was through uh, ZF, through uh, Zol whatever. Ferric. Yeah, Zol Ferric. Yeah. That was, and that's one of my favorite instances to run, by the way. Yeah. So – yeah, the bottom line is, can you get scammed out of your money in the board, in the in, inside the game? Absolutely, but you have to make that conscious decision to give somebody your gold. Um, and any anything that you can do with a guild member, do it with a guild member. Yeah, try to do that first instead of trying to find someone in trade chat. And yeah, trade chat is just that. Don't ask for advice in trade chat. Yeah. It goes back to our email. Pibbles, that's for you. So, Frankface with her awesome degree in English brings us what we call pronunciation ponage. And this is where she takes a word out of the world of Warcraft and defines it for us and in, in how we actually use it in the real world. Because there are some things in there that, yeah, they make up a lot of stuff, and then there's stuff that, that's real, and you go, wow, it's a real word, and you have no idea what it means. So, Frankface, what, you know, let's open up the book. What do you have on, on, on tap this week for pronunciation ponage? But this week I have decahedral, mm-hmm. as in decahedral dwarven dice. Decahedral. That yes. sounds numerical to me, but I don't know. It is. Um, and I'm assuming that this item functions the same way as the worn troll dice that I pickpocketed with my rogue, which you get these dice, and when you use them, it just did a little series of emotes that said, you know, freckle face rolls their dice, and... It would give me a roll out of 
two one through six rolls. Oh, wow. So that was cool. Um, but a decahedron is a ten, ten-sided polyhedron. A ten-sided polyhedron? Yes. What's a polyhedron? Well, it's it's like three-dimensional. It's a three-dimensional okay. shape. So basically, all this saying is that it's a ten-sided dice. Gotcha. Ten-sided dwarven dice. So I just thought this was funny because that means your role-playing characters also enjoy role-playing. Ten-sided dice is what they usually use for. Okay. Gotcha. If you ever played D&D yeah, or I've things like that. played. I right. remember the die, yeah. So I think that's funny. That's cool. That's cool. So decahedral dwarven dice. Yes. And I picked these up off the auction house um, thinking I could resell them, um, but I haven't yet, so I might just use them. That um, sounds fun, though. Yeah, it does sound fun. But that reminded me of how successful you are at the auction house, even I'm not always. Um, so you got these off the auction house, right? I did. And you haven't sold them yet, right? No, I haven't. Well, did you, was this like a, did you pick them off, you know, someone had them listed too low? Did you, was it a bid? Was it a buyout? It came up under um, the, my search tab. Okay. Under auctioneer. And it came up as something to bid on that I could resell it based on the bid price. Right. Now, here's a cool thing about that, by the way. And this will, this will lead right into the auction house tip. When you scan your auction house, just as soon as you're done doing it, don't wait. We've already talked about that. You can go and start doing your searches. When you do your searches, you can tell auctioneer, uh, oh, hey, only look for stuff that has bids, only look for stuff that has buyouts, or look for stuff that has bids and buyouts. Now, here's the thing. When you look for stuff that just has buyouts, you're missing out on stuff that is potentially can make you absolutely more money. Because in the long term, or in the grander scheme of things, a larger scope, when people don't know what they have, they won't put a buyout price on it. They'll go, I don't know what it is. I'll start my bidding off at X, and when it's over, I'll sell it. And they don't know what they have. So the majority of things that you find, you do find a lot of junk underneath bids, but a lot of times you find stuff that people just don't know what it, they don't know what it's worth. And it could be worth 50, 60 gold, and they're, they've got it down at five or six silver. They just have no idea. So, yeah, I bid on those all the time, it, you know. Right. What I, what I found um, ends up happening is, like, if you have something that is usually – in the auction house in mass, like if it's gym or gyms or, you know, bars or something like that, people will put a low bid price and a high buyout price. And then what happens is other players will come and undercut them in the buyout price, and then their item would normally be unsold. But if you put your bid in that low price and then they're undercut, and then their stuff just sits there and no one else bids or buys it out, then you get an incredibly low price. And then you can just pop it up there, you know, make a Resell profit. it. Or, Resell you know, it. a lot of times you find those things that you can go sell it to a vendor and make money off of it that way. That's yeah. that's one of my favorite things is vendoring. When you buy it off the, the auction house, stuff, yeah, yeah that, that's lower than what you can buy it from a, or sell it to a vendor for. Yeah. Those are my absolute favorites because that's free money. It is. So, because, I mean, how many times is the vendor right next to the auctioneer? Everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, I mean, you know, not right next to them, but you know, twenty, thirty yards away, they're absolutely right there. So, yeah, just know what you're bidding for, and know that most people who are putting stuff up in the auction house don't have a clue. Yeah, and pay attention to when you get that search results to the reason, because they'll either tell you if you should bid on or if you should buy it. Out. Right, it'll tell. Auctioneer gives you a lot of information. Yeah, and I made the mistake of just going through there and buying out things I should have bid on instead, and I lost a little bit that way. 
But lesson learned. Lesson learned. So you didn't really lose any money. You've invested in a lesson. There you go. So it's all how you look at money it. Money well spent. Money well spent. Fraggle Face is the queen of pets. I think if they had a competition, you would win on pets. So you've already got all these crazy achievements. I think they're going to put in a crazy cat lady achievement, and you'd have that. Ooh, I want that. So you probably already have it. So in our Adopt-A-Pet segment, uh, Freckleface will tell us how to get pets and what to do with them. So what do you have for pets? Okay, there are two owls that you can get very easily. They're okay. very pretty animals. There is the great horned owl and the hawk owl. If you've seen these on, on the auction house for 20 gold or whatever, don't buy it. And the reason is, is because in Darnassus, they're sold for 75 silver. Unless you're hoarding. Unless you're hoarding, you yeah, you have, to, you have to go through someone putting it on the right. neutral auction house and whatnot. But it, even so, it shouldn't be a too high price because it's not limited quantities. She's right there selling as many as people will buy. And she's in that open area that leads out toward Teldrassil. Right. Yeah, she's on the, uh, well, depending which way you're going, you're the right or left-hand left side of the path there. But, you know, uh, when I was, this is a, telling a story, I mean, how much I don't know sometimes on World of Warcraft. Early on, mm -hmm. I didn't know. Um, the very first character that I created was, of course, a night elf hunter. Okay. Which I think is everybody's, typically everybody's <laughs> first character is like a night elf hunter. And I'm like, oh, I, I have to have, I get I get to, you know, train animals and stuff. And the very first thing I did was I was running around and, and I found her. And I bought those two hawks. And I'm like, well. You well, want those to be your pets? I, they, they wouldn't obey me. And I'm like, what what the heck? <laughs> I was like, what the what? What the what? And um, then I realized, oh, yeah, I got to go do this quest, quest and actually, you know, almost kill an animal and everything else. So, yeah, yeah when you don't pay attention, that's what happens. So there's another story I told yeah. on myself. You there. know, there is a little bit of confusion because even though it's pets, you know, it's not actually pets. They're companions that we're talking about. Right. And in your interface, it's listed as companions. Right. And in the display thing, it's listed as a companion. But, but it's a pet. I know, but the achievements, an achievement for getting lots of pets. Right. Um, and little humans that run after you and ride their horses. Right. Little, you know, little slave boys. <laughs> but it, I know that confused uh, my my newbie friend, Lumia. She got kind of upset when her little dragon wouldn't fight for her. Oh, good. See, she did the same thing. So, Lumia, I've been there. I yep. know exactly how you feel sometimes, anyhow. But, you know, she's got snipers. Snipers should have told her this. Well, you know. Yeah. So, you know what confuses me a lot of times is is when I'm looking for things in my bags and I can't find it. No way. Now, normally How what often I do. How does that happen? Quite often. Now, I, I, I tend to be very um, systematic, I'll use that word, with my bags and what I put in what bag. You have them all separated? I do have them all separated. Like in, in, in my bag number one, which is the backpack I get, which is always on the very top. That's got stuff that I know I'm going to keep for a really, 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 really long time. And it kind of goes down from there. Like my second bag, it's all my food items. And then my third bag, I'll have um, materials that I'm going to use for something. And then my fourth and fifth bags are typically stuff that I loot throughout, throughout the day. So I keep it, you know, organized that way. But a lot of times it's hard to find things in, in my bag. And I wish that there was a cool add-on that we could talk about this week that would help me with that. Well, I have to tell you, your wish come true really really now you know what would be even better 
Well, be even better. Is if that wish that apparently is coming true, that this add-on that would allow me to combine all my bags actually had like a search feature. That would just be crazy talk. It would be crazy talk. It would be crazy talk. But again, it's true. No way. Way. All right. Well, what is our add-on of the week this week, <laughs> Freckleface? Because apparently my wish is coming true here. So. Okay. Add-on of the week is Bagnon. 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 I've had they. They've updated this uh, mod several times. I always make it newer and better every time they update it. Newer and better. Yep. They It does four things that I love. Okay, what are those okay. four? First of all, it combines everything into one bag. I know everyone has their preference, but for me, I hate having all the individual bags open. It bugs me. I have like one square that can see everything. One big square. Okay, well, yep. then that's what I, kind of what I want if I had a way to search through it. Okay, well, let me get there. I'm sorry. Okay, number two is you can change the change the dimension. Easy for you to say. <laughs> change the dimensions of the display. So you can have how many slots it shows, or, or what? Well, what you can change is like how how wide, like how many columns are and okay. how many rows. So you can make it so that it's like a wide rectangle or a long rectangle. Gotcha. Yeah, and you can also change the scale of it so you can make. You know, your bag take up a lot of your screen or a small amount. All right. I like that. I and like I d- that. I do like that because I don't like my bags um, taking up a lot of the screen. I like it small. Third thing is it has a search feature. No. It does. It's got a little magnifying glass at the top. You click on it, and it has a little search field. As you're typing, it grays out the oh, items that it doesn't apply to. I love that. I'm so by that. the end... You know, you've only got one thing highlighted, and you can now, find it easily. what if you're not, like, 100% sure? Like, if the name of it is, like, sparkling water, and I just want to look for water, would it highlight that? Yeah, it would. You uh, just type in. I am I'm getting this today. You should. When we're done with this podcast, I'm going to log in the World of Warcraft from here, and I'm going to download it. You should. All right, the best thing is, is that when you're looking at tooltips of different items, it will tell you how many of that item you have. On your person, oh, in your that's bank, cool. and on your alts. And by the way, I'm not logging in the World of Warcraft to do it. I'm going, I'm going to use my cursed gaming client. So awesome. before you start sending me tweets and emails that I don't have to log in the World of Warcraft, then <laughs> add a download. There you go. Uh, yeah, but it's great because, um, like, for example, if your quest log says, you know, you have to turn in six of a certain item. And you have two in your bag, which you can't remember if you have any more in the bank. You can hover over and it'll say two in the bag, four in the bank. Two in the bag and four in the bank. Oh, yeah. so it actually lists your bank items too. Yes, it does. In the tooltip. Awesome. And your alt items. Like if I hover over linen cloth, it'll say you have three in the bag, you have 20 on this character. Really? So it's very helpful. It's very helpful. Oh, I got to get that. Awesome. I am stoked about that now. So it'll do your bank, it'll do your alts. Mm-hmm. So if I'm if if I'm doing something, I have a recipe and I need X amount of whatever, it'll tell me, hey, you have five here and seven here and two here. When you right, when you hover over the item so that the tooltip comes up for that item, gotcha. it will tell you in the tooltip. Oh wow. Yeah, that's cool. That can save a lot of time. It does. That can save it. Because there's a lot of times that I wonder, do I have this in a bank or do I have this? I think I've got this on my alt. And that'll t- that Oh, like. and check this. Checking it. Check it. You can actually view an entire bank or your or the bag of your alts. Like you can oh, set, like if I'm logged on to my wow. mage, I can go, okay, view my priest's bags. Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Um, like I said, after the podcast, I'm getting it. <laughs> I'm getting it. Definitely. That's almost as excited as uh, the shenanigans this week. Oh, what do we have this week? The shenanigans we have for this week are going to amaze you. Amaze me. That will have like you it. laughing uncontrollably. We'll if see. you're driving, just be prepared. So, what we're going to talk about for the shenanigans this week? Naked gnome races. Now, what a naked gnome race is, because I know you're dying to know what a <laughs> naked gnome race is. This is when you get your entire guild, as many people as you can, really, and you go to Ironforge, because that's, you know, you're close to Gnomeregon and everything else. Mm-hmm. It really helps if you have a mage to support everybody over there ahead of time. And you start over in Tinkertown. Okay. And everybody kind of meets there in Tinkertown. And meet kind of surreptitiously. Don't everybody just show up at once. But it's kind of like a flash mob in the real world. But you get your little level one gnomes, and you strip down to the bare skibbies. Okay. So you got no clothes on. Bunch of little naked gnomes. And you start on Tinkertown, and you run around the entire loop of Ironforge in a big race. Oh, that's fun. It's a lot of fun. And typically what happens is on about the second or third lap, you get a bunch of other people who've joined in. <laughs> I find when people see see uh, two or three people doing something, they usually join they in. Join in. They join they in. They join in. And it could be like someone who's got a you know level 80 gnome, and they'll strip down and run with you. That's they fun. don't care. Naked gnome races are fun. Now, it's, it's also fun is like we've done it a couple times where you start off and, like I said, Tinkertown, and you just everybody kind of you know hides in one of the rooms in there until everybody's there ready to go, and then they take off running. And I've also done where everybody gets in a line out right in front of, like, the bank uh, at Ironforge. And then you get, like, you know, uh, a human or somebody else who stands there in front of them telling them to get ready to go. You know, Mark, get set, go. And then they all take off running. <laughs> and that's fun as well, too. You know, but, but typically, you know, once everybody starts lining up, these little naked gnomes line up. And, you know, there's plenty of time to do your quests and to do your – uh, your battlegrounds and to do whatever else you do in the World of Warcraft. But there's a lot of time you just need to step back and have fun with the game. Exactly. And that's where that's what I love about the shenanigans things because I don't know how many people have ever thought about doing a Naked Gnome Run. Because there's probably people out there right now going, Naked Gnome Run, that sounds like a lot of fun. I never thought of that. You know, I wish we, we need to do that in Gorgonash and I will win that race. Well, you I'll may win. not. Because I will. No, I will. I'm spec. <laughs> I have a talent spec that makes you run 8% faster. Well, let's say if you're a level 1 gnome, then you don't have that, see? Well, no one has it, except for rogues who are spec that way. Well, then, you would, but at level 1, you wouldn't have your specs yet. You wouldn't have your talents. I'm saying I'll do the freckle face. <laughs> <laughs> see, I knew you were saying I knew you were going to come out with the 80, and then you would win. But, you know, there you go. Level 1 is better. But, you know, if you can get more in there, have fun with it and do it. And what's even more fun, and this is just... You know, saying I'm not condoning this or promoting this in any way, Uh-oh. but before the naked gnome run, if you all run in and get a bunch of pints, and now you're <laughs> drunk and you're trying to run because World of Warcraft does a good job with the being drunk and how it oh how it, it does yeah. it makes it sufficiently annoying it does so if you're if you are naked and drunk gnome you know runs those are even more. and everyone gets the emote that you're drunk yeah and then yeah, yeah the bunch and then I mean what's more fun than showing showing up in Ironforge and seeing a bunch of naked gnomes running around. Nothing. So, Nothing. They, you know, that's awesome. That's great. It is great. So that is our show this week, Freckleface. That's awesome. it. That's the whole thing. Whole thing. Except for one thing. Except for this part. And this is something that's been coming in a while. It's right. the big buildup. 
if we had a drum roll, this is where it would be. The $100 Swag Dog Gift Certificate. We're going to award that today. We've been talking about this for ever, really. And we are going to award right now the $100 Swag Dog Gift Certificate to SwagDog.com where this lucky winner is going to be able to go and get you know World of Warcraft shirts with their guild name and their or whatever name they want of their tune. Um, they can get hats. They can get a bunch of other shirts. They got some cool Christmas shirts over at SwagDog.com right now. Um, you say sweatshirts. They get sweatshirts, hoodies. Um, you know, there's a lot of cool gear they have there, and you can actually get it personalized. You know, we talked with Mike and Mike from SwagDog.com a couple weeks ago, and the guy was telling us about the, the you know they've got this unique printing press that they use there. Uh, to print their shirts, and frankly, you've got yours um, that you wore just the other day. That mm-hmm. had it, it was really cool. It had Hearthcast on the top, and it had um, Freckleface your name on the bottom of the shirt, and it had you know the, your your war or not the war like but your it was, gnome it was like rogue. A, it was like a tabard, right? It's like a little tabard. Yeah. So it had your gnome, you had your rogue, and it had your um, alliance, alliance symbol. on it, mm-hmm. and it looked really good. V- awesome quality. Um, it's not like it's an iron-on or anything else. These are quality shirts. No, and they even have a video on their website. You can go in actually watch the process that they go through to make their shirts. So without further ado, because everybody else is they, – they, everybody else knows the quality that they're going to get some, from Swag Dog, and everybody else is wondering if it's going to be them winning this shirt or not. So without further ado, Freckleface, who have you selected uh, from the phone calls and emails that we've gotten over, over this time to win the $100 gift certificate to SwagDog.com? Our winner is Toe Jam. Toe Jam. Now, we have, you've got all Toe Jam's information, right? I do. All right, cool. Um, and Toe Jam had submitted something to the website that we've used in the show. Um, and we're going to be awarding Toe Jam. So watch your email because you're getting $100 gift certificate. Good, what's well, a coupon code, really? It's not a gift certificate, it's a coupon code that we'll email to you uh, from swagdog.com. And uh, you'll be able to go to the website. When you check out, right on the on the checkout page itself, there's a little words that say coupon, uh, enter your coupon code here. So, you know, if you have problems finding it, use Control-F or Alt-F or whatever you want to use to find it on the page. But it's there, and it's $100 right in time for Christmas. And, you know, they said five to seven weeks shipping. You got your shirt in what? Like five to seven days. Oh, yeah. It's it was very, very quick. quick. So kudos to them on that because you got it before Christmas. And what an awesome Christmas gift for this, uh, for Toe Jam here, uh, to get hundred bucks swag dog so you know we always like to thank everybody for listening don't forget to check out the website at www.hearthcast.com remember our acn hotline this is where you call in you leave a message we get it into the show 321-558-7637 you can always email us at contribute at hearthcast.com or you can do what uh, pibbles did and use our submission form over on our website and if you like the show, then please let us know. Um, you can rate us on iTunes, send us an email. Um, and please, you know, link to us from your blog, your Facebook, MySpace, other account. And tell your friends and your guildmates. Send them over to us. Any link that you do send our way, when we start getting traffic to it, we will link back to your site and mention you on the uh, podcast as well. So it's a great way to get your site mentioned out there as well. Until next time, this has been Ruth. And Freckleface. From Hearthcast.com.